0: Come on, let's go. I'm here to let you know we're gonna journey through the faith with you. Come on, let's roll before your coffee gets cold. It's time for the JP2 more. Good morning, Merry Christmas, and a blessed new year to everyone tuning in this morning. This is the JP2 Morning Crew, and guess what? We are kicking off a new year. It's going to be a great year full of powerful stories and moments you really don't want to miss. My name is Brandon Clark coming to you from the Morning Crew studio, and co-hosting with me this morning is Steve Sponskowski. Good morning,
1: Steve. Hey, morning, Brandon. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing fabulous. Merry Christmas to you as well. I can't believe that uh, it's already the Christmas season.
1: It's crazy. You know, what a beautiful time of year. I love how there's this opportunity to slow down um, and be with our families and really, really experience that spirit of Christmas, that that spirit of peace and joy. Um, and of course, it's, uh, it's just a beautiful opportunity to uh, focus in on the infant Jesus and how he really does draw us into that close relationship with him and his family, Mary and Joseph.
0: Yeah, you know, I really felt, at least for my own personal reflections, that Advent was a a time of anticipation. And as we got through Advent and now into the Christmas season, I just really feel the Lord calling me to receive. And so that's what I've really been focusing on in, in my reflection is receiving the Lord coming at Christmas, right? But then receiving whatever it is that the Heavenly Father wants to give to me. Do you have any reflections like that, that the Lord's been placing on your heart?
1: I think it's such a great reflection, Brandon, with uh, how to receive. Receiving is difficult, especially for us men. Um, it's hard for us to receive. We often just want to be active. We want to be out and do something and make something happen, and to sit back and let the Lord uh, fill in our poverty, as it were, um, is, is is a challenge. But when we do that, wow, He just comes with a bang, as you know. Saint Paul says, "Power is made perfect in weakness." And if we can just embrace that weakness, that poverty and allow the Lord to fill it, uh, we are cup overflow. Yeah, well, and
0: there's there's nothing more weak and vulnerable than a baby, right? And so I think we can learn a lot from Jesus as he came to us as an infant, completely and totally dependent upon his mother for everything.
1: Yeah, what a great, what a great uh, image too. And of course, Mary, our mother, who was willing to be emptied so that she could be filled um, with Jesus and then bring him to us. So just a great, wonderful season and a great opportunity to focus on what's important, the priorities. Um, something I was reflecting on with my son this morning too was that sense of, you know, what is joy? And real, and real joy is actually a sense of peace, knowing that all the priorities in or are in order and that all is right in my life and with the world and that all that, that I can actually achieve, uh, not achieve, but receive goodness and grace.
0: Hmm, hmm, that's a beautiful reflection. Well, we're excited to kick off this year with a very special guest on JP2 Morning Crew. We have Rose Ray. And the story she's going to share today, Steve, is just it's it's both true and just an incredible witness to sacrificial and selfless love. So if you wouldn't mind introducing our guest.
1: Good morning, Rose. Yes, Rose Ray is joining us here this morning. Uh, Again, as Brandon said, just a great author of this wonderful story that we're going to unpack for you. But how are you doing this morning, Rose?
2: Good morning, gentlemen. I'm doing great. So, so wonderful to be with you both.
1: Yes, thank you for being with us. And you shared some exciting news with us uh, on the break there that your family is also growing.
2: Yes, number seven will be arriving anytime now. So it's uh, very exciting and full of anticipation, as you just mentioned.
1: That's wonderful. I know uh, I have seven children as well. And my seventh son was born on January 7th at 7 a.m. It was seven degrees outside um, and he was seven pounds. No, and you're was like, joking. I'm absolutely joking. And of course, seven is sometimes a number of completions. So I was at that point I told, turned to my wife Jacinta and said, I wonder if this is our last child. And lo and behold, that's what the Lord had decided. So, <laughs> that's uh, amazing. Has-
0: <laughs> well, Rose, before we get too much further into the show, do you mind uh, leading us in prayer?
2: I would love to yes um i would love to actually start with the saint michael prayer if you guys are up for that absolutely in the name of the father son and the holy spirit Saint michael the archangel defend us in battle be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil may god rebuke him we humbly pray and by the power of the heavenly host cast into hell satan and all the evil spirits who crawl about the world seeking the ruin of souls amen
1: amen Amen. Thank you, Rose, for that wonderful opening and and the opportunity. Again, now we're opening uh, our hearts to the Lord and and, uh, entering into this conversation. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Rose.
2: Um, I am a North Dakota native. Um, Christmas is Christmas with snow, right? You guys can relate. Um, And one of seven kids myself, funny enough. (laughs) And then went to Steubenville, Uh, grew up in Little Park, Dakota went to Steubenville, um, met myself a military boy on an airplane, and from there went on quite the adventure. So San Diego for many years, North Carolina for a few, and now we're down in the South. So almost 20 years of service in the Special Forces. Well, actually, he hit 20 years, um, but we're, we're close to retirement. So it's been a wild ride, gentlemen.
1: Well, thank you, first of all, Rose, for your service and for your husband's service. I know that any time a family enters into these works, these good works, it's a a family effort. Uh, You make the same sacrifice as your husband does. So thank you for supporting him um, in that sacrifice.
2: Our pleasure.
0: Rose, your family is just so committed to the Catholic faith. It's apparent from the work that you've done in in creating magazines like Radiant and Valiant, from the books that you've authored. Your husband is a Navy SEAL as well, as you mentioned. Um, How have you seen Catholicism and military service unite well? And what challenges have you had to work through in that life?
2: It's a great question. Um, I couldn't imagine being here without our faith because I think, you know, when you have to endure trials and tribulations that don't make sense, or, you know, you have to push through when you have nothing left, it's only His power made perfect in weakness, as you said, Steve. So I would say our Catholic faith carried us this far, as it does everyone, I would imagine. Um, And I've seen both. I've seen everywhere we've been stationed, you know, you have a lot of pockets of beautiful faith, even in like barren California, right? There's these pockets of on fire Catholics, and you just got to kind of find them and really join together. Um, And it's so refreshing, you know, we've always found a little Catholic school for the children, you know, God has always provided when we put him first, even with a little military salary. Um, my love and my passion, uh, first and foremost, of course, is a daughter of God, then a wife, then a mother, but then it's just creating beautiful things for our Lord. I, I call them my love letters to God. <laughs> and mm-hmm. for me, you know, we're so inspired by the lives of the saints and by what these human people have accomplished. And I think, you know, you guys can relate, you know, who's the one that, that made you be like, What? You know, we just heard Saint Joan of Arc the other day. And I'm like, kids, can you believe that? So I wanted to share those stories with the modern people that are alive today, because God's working miracles all around us. So then I founded these magazines you talked about, Radiant and Valiant, um, right out of college. Uh, I've always loved communications. That was always my, my, method um, and medium. So just like how you guys are in radio, I loved beautiful photography and I wanted to speak to people's hearts with the beauty of our faith. You know, kids go to mass and they don't always get what's always going on, right? Or they don't know how to take it home and and do it all week. So my goal with these, um, with literature is what it comes down to with literature is to touch their hearts, let the Holy Spirit move in stories of people around them today, especially the youth.
1: You know, let's say uh, you authored this book, Defend Us in Battle, um, as actually part of the prayer you just prayed with the St. Michael prayer, and it really speaks both to the sacrifice and the selflessness of brotherhood in the military. So let's dive into this a little bit, Rose. Uh, how did you come upon the story of Michael Mansour?
2: So um, having been in, I like to say with these all these stories I've shared, God is preparing me for yours for this big one. But... Um, I like to say God kind of brings the stories to me, right? I mean, I'm always listening and learning, you know, but... I would say beforehand, even with books on the, the sacrament and whatnot, you know, I knew these beautiful stories. And I'm like, we've got to share them. So Michael's was no different. Um, he was at seal team three, which is where my husband was stationed at. So God literally like brought me right there. And in wow. 2019, there was a boat commissioning this huge, super stealth missile guided destroyer. I mean, you guys have got to see this boat. If you haven't, it's Unbelievable. And my husband was at SEAL Team 3 and was invited to the fancy commissioning of it. I couldn't go. I was home with a baby, one of our littlest, but my husband brought back the book. And it just says, like, the ship's sponsor, what the name is. It has, you know, why it's been named after this Navy SEAL Michael Montsour. And, guys, I read the one paragraph about him that he was named after St. Michael the Archangel. And he gave his life on the feast of St. Michael the Archangel, September 29th. And I was like, what, you know, a bomb just went off. And our Lord was just basically like, and you're gonna tell the world about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was just, I didn't know <laughs> anything else. And do we ever, when God asks anything of us, it's like step-by-step, step. cause he, he probably knows yeah. we can't handle the whole picture. Had I known it would be this difficult, I would have quit right away, <laughs> but yeah. it, I. I knew it, you guys, I knew I had to do it. So I reached out to Michael's family first because I wanted to do it with them. And that's who co-authored the book with me is Michael's father, George. Hmm.
0: So you mentioned September 29th, tell us what happened on September 29th, 2006.
2: Yeah, so Michael was just this incredible young man, full of adventure, he was fearless, he was insane, he loved speed and cars and bikes, and he was just a great person. His family totally had the faith, they raised him in the Catholic faith, and um, he fulfilled his dream of becoming a Navy SEAL. Um, And he was so young, only 25, that's just what's mind blowing to me, right? Like, as men, I think they say, or even, it's all the same, I think, but sometimes they say girls are more mature, but I think it's 25 our brain is even all the way mature so just so young um and he was uh in just war-torn ramadi iraq in 2006 where they were operating every night it was absolutely insane um and he just he was all in i mean he was doing what god created him to do and so september 29th was one of it was actually his last mission and he was um, on top of a rooftop in Ramadi. They were providing bounding sniper overwatch for their um, army brothers, who were doing some fencing and protection mechanisms. And um, he was up there with three other Navy SEAL snipers and a few Iraqi interpreters. And um, a little past midday, um, an insurgent threw a um, grenade on top of the roof. Michael could have jumped off to this little, uh, almost like not a hallway of the um, roof, but with his split second decision, which he made willingly, he actually chose to jump on top of the grenade. He smothered the blast with his own body and he saved everybody on top of the rooftop that day. And he succumbed to his grievous wounds 30 minutes later on the feast of his namesake, St. Michael.
1: Oh my gosh. What a good, what a, wow! that's a, that's amazing to think of that moment of, of being in a place where you couldn't receive. Um, as we were talking earlier, this this courage from the Lord to respond um, with, with an act like that. it's uh, Wow, it's just mind-boggling. If you're just joining us, uh, this is the JP2 Morning Crew on the JP2 Catholic Radio Network. In studio this morning is Rose Ray. She's the author of the book we're talking about, Defend Us in Battle, and the incredible true story of Michael Monsoor and his sacrifice for his brothers in battle. You know, it's interesting, Rose, as I was thinking about how you saw you know, the, the christening of this ship named after Michael Mansoor. And you're coming in. It's, it's almost like a perfect story. I always call it in race Medi, right? You're coming in the middle of the story. And now you get to go back and tell how we got to this moment. That's kind of a storytelling model, starting in the middle of things and then going back. And we're kind of doing that with you here right now on how this book uh, started. You, you said you had the honor of working with Michael's father, George. So what did you learn about Michael's life as you got to know him through George in writing this book?
2: I can't stress enough how important fathers are for their sons. You know, we have this huge just void in culture right now of lost boys because their fathers have made decisions to not be there for them. You know, whether it's African American community or it's low income, I mean, I don't know what the, you know, main factor is, but the boys need their fathers just like everyone else needs mothers. God was so, you know, divine in his, uh, you know, love of giving us parents, both a male and a female. And George is just so like old school and tough And just loving, you know, in this masculine way, he challenged his boys. He's like, you will not quit what you start. You know, you, you will do this, you will do that. Yet he would have went to the ends of the earth for them. He has three boys and a daughter. And so it's so apparent as we go through Michael's story and we really, I touched home on a bunch of these really cool young memories where Michael's view of life is shaped through his father. What did he experience with his father together? What did, what buttons did they push, right? His dad was the one who was taking him in his cool car first, you know, and so um, he really, uh, yeah, it's no wonder through the grace of God, through his brothers in the SEAL teams, his own family brothers and his father, why this guy was just so phenomenal. And I was also able to explore the priest who God gave him in his again, divine guidance to strengthen him with the sacraments, fully knowing, you know, Michael didn't know, but God knew that he'd be faced with these basically insurmountable um, moments. And Michael, you know, he just absolutely stepped up and saved those men, it's crazy. And there was more by the way, but we'll save those for the book, but he saved more lives on that deployment.
0: Oh my goodness. Tell us a little bit about Michael as a young man, I, I mean, So he was 25 when, when he was killed in action, but you know, what was he like growing up as a middle schooler or high schooler, you know, tell us a little bit about who he was.
2: Well, since we just finished Christmas, one of the neat stories I loved was that George told me was one of the years they didn't have a lot of money. And so, um, you know, George had these cool, like he was always an entrepreneur. So he had like really high highs and then really low lows if he was in a deal or whatnot. So George had moved the family to a lower, not lower income area, but less um, affluent than they were before. Um, in a smaller house and Christmas was coming up and they just, they didn't even have a lot of extra money to buy a tree. So they wake up Christmas morning to sweet little Michael. I feel like he was like 10 or 12. I don't know, but He had cut one of the shrubs out from the front, brought it in the house, put it in a bucket, you guys, decorated with what he had. He went around and collected things Around the house, wrapped them up for each of his family members and his parents, and gave them basically free gifts of love. You know, one was a handkerchief from a horse race they had went to. His mother said she still had. And I think one was a rock. And they were just the funniest little things. But like their parents said, us, uh, George and Sally, they will never forget that Christmas because that's what it's about. It's about showing the people you care, your love. And they're like, Michael was always in tune to what others needed and you have to believe i mean i do god formed that masculine humble heart full of love and mercy for others um from the beginning i mean god god knew what he wanted from this man and and michael had done it from as a child so it was pretty cool
1: that's amazing the uh that inner you know generosity that was already there as a young child um and i think of course obviously the the fact that we're talking about uh, Michael, Mansoor, right after Christmas, where, uh, of course, we know that Christ came into the world, and he, he also did that. He uh, gave his life for us on the cross, and, and he came to free us from that. And I think, Brandon, you had kind of a reflection on this, too, from, uh, from the Gospel, or from First John.
0: Yeah, so I had a chance to go through the readings for today, January 5th, and I, I, I had like Holy Spirit goosebumps just come over me as I was reading it. So in the first reading, we hear verses 16 through 18, and here's what they say. The way we came to know love was that he laid down his life for us, so we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If someone who has worldly means sees a brother in need and refuses him compassion, how can the love of God remain in him? children let us not love in word or speech but in deed and truth rose i mean just like how fitting that we'd be talking about michael today and this would be the first reading
2: it's almost like we have a divine author right guys (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm not surprised i mean god's word alone is is our life right so i think that's absolutely amazing um And it's just, it couldn't be more accurate. You know, you'll have those people you know in life who are like, oh, I'll pray for you. And they do nothing, right? And prayer is vital, but we also need deed. We need deed. We need prayer and deed, they go hand in hand. So it just really shows, or what does, you know, God say, was it uh, Jesus about the Sadducees or who did he say where he's like, do what they say, not as they do, you know, it's like actions really do show who you are. And Michael was, had so many of them. One other Christmas story we shared in the book was um, when they did have more money, George would give... You know michael christmas gifts and michael would give them away to his friends who didn't have as much so george said it got to be the joke the following few christmases he was like so what do your friends want for christmas this year michael <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's crazy you know I, I was thinking as you're saying that if, if he had this history michael uh, Mansoor had this history of giving to others and there's this kind of family joke of he's going to everything we give to him he's going to give away uh, did George share anything about the the reflections of the family where it's like okay we didn't really think that it would, his life he would give away but here here is what he was his entire life this is what he was about was giving everything for others
2: it really was um, you know there's a really pivotal moment between the two of them right before he deploys because george was a marine like he was at vietnam he saw you know he saw how brutal and ugly war was and then he had to send his son you know willingly he did not want michael to go but michael wanted to and again being a great father he wasn't gonna hold him back which also i think is like amazing because a mom's every single fiber of our being is to protect our children. And no matter what, right? Well, the dad, he had to let him go. Well, he didn't have to, but out of love, he did just like our father does to us free will. Right. So, um, they were on the porch smoking a cigar, like just before Michael left. And he said, Michael, you know what you're going into over there it's absolutely and i'm paraphrasing you know but he was like it's terrible over there right now and, and michael you know just he, he wasn't a man of very many words all of his friends <laughs> told me and he was like dad i have no regrets I have no regrets. So at least God gave George that closure, knowing that Michael wasn't going in scared. Michael knew what he was going into, and he felt that this fight was worth it. It was worth it for the United States, it was worth it for his brothers in arms, and he was all in.
1: That's uh, everything you're saying there. Maybe think of the father, who, uh, you know, the father, our heavenly father, um, who's saying to his son, Jesus, you know, and, and, and concern for him. And, and the son um, absolutely freely chooses, right? Oftentimes we hear the phrase, you know, the father sent his son, but we know that the son chose to freely come, even though how, knew, how bad he knew it was here. Um, and he still came and he knew what it would be. And he wanted to give his life for us. Um, it was a free choice. It wasn't the father. And of course, I can imagine too, the father, Feeling this, you know, the sadness for his son, but also this great love, and knowing that this this gift of generosity. Both, I mean, I am thinking of George as our heavenly father, and and Michael as the son. Um, what a great reflection! And of course, that is the call to all of us is to be that same reflection in our lives of the Trinity, uh, giving that that life giving love that, of course, we know through the Trinity we have the Father and the Son, and the love between them is the Holy Spirit. And of course, that's such a life giving experience of generosity, Brandon.
0: Yeah, it really is. And you know, there's always that moment then when when a soldier is killed in action of the military showing up at the doorstep. Having had that powerful moment with his son, you what was George's reaction to to seeing that that he wasn't gonna get his son back in in this life anyway?
2: It was intense. Um, it was It was probably, I would say, so intense for the whole family that that's something I definitely did not include. <laughs> hmm. I think that's something that's just going to remain with their family, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and rightly so. Um, but but, what a witness I, I think uh, just kind of going back to the the sacrificial love, like like Steve was talking about how Jesus just poured himself out for us. He really, Michael really poured himself out for his brothers in combat in in a way that you know we <laughs> we like to say that um, <clears throat> excuse me, grace doesn't come in hypotheticals because if one were thinking about that, throwing oneself on a grenade here now it'd be like, that'd be really tough i don't know if i could do that
2: well and the weird thing about that brandon is if you guys if we all think about it like self-preservation is innate in our human nature is self-preservation so somehow he he superseded that in that split second to even beat what we naturally will do which is even more mind-blowing to me i'm like how many angels were there how did he do it because yeah. anything one of, i think would be jumping the other way because that's just our human nature so god was definitely present so
0: what message do you think rose you'd like to leave with our listeners this morning about michael monster and and your book defend us in battle
2: i think you know i, I encourage everyone to read it because it's these heroic stories of ordinary people that inspire us all you know whatever we're going through whatever hardship we feel we cannot surpass or cannot get over You'll find out they're just like us but then add god and the holy spirit and our blessed mother in the mix and it's just like wow you know we really get that grace to survive what we what god has asked of us and then I would also just say, um, you know, throw some prayers up. Ask Michael for his intercession and his prayers. I believe in my heart one day he will be a saint. George Weigel called him a martyr of charity, kind of like Maximilian Colby. Mm-hmm. You know, the process would take forever. It's going to take a while. But our military is not in the best place right now. You know, all these guys got kicked out because of all these weird reasons, and they can't get it's just that brotherhood has started to kind of crumble. And I think that someone like a Michael Montsour, you know, believes so strongly in the brotherhood, he was willing to die for it. And that's really the generation of probably our parents, and maybe the parents before. So um, I, you know, I would just encourage people like that love that brotherly love, like the reading, it is real.
1: You know, it's so one of the takeaways from here, Brandon and Rose that I, I take too is thinking about Michael Montsour. he was mission minded. Mm-hmm. He had mission in front of every other thing. And so when you have When you have that mission this is what we're here to do um, that's the first thing you think of and it's not about my personal feelings or or my own preservation but it's mission and so and that is the lord calls us to be mission-minded especially when it comes to our faith to evangelization that we should be willing to give whatever it takes to bring others to Jesus Christ, and of course, that's our mission here at JP2 Catholic Radio. Um, and of course, your you know your goal here too, Rose, in sharing these stories of great uh, of great heroic acts of uh, of our of our faithful bro- brothers and sisters.
2: Amen. Well said.
1: Yeah, and Rose,
0: uh, for our listeners, where can they find this book if they want to pick it up? And we obviously highly encourage they pick it up and read it
2: yeah um harper collins one of their uh, nonfiction fiction prints published it so they can really get it anywhere amazon barnes and noble walmart bookstores they can just google it and they'll find it so and it's on sale which is super exciting it's like half off so um yeah any military member any young person anyone yeah who just really wants to uh experience hope uh it's a good it's a good book for them
1: that book, again, Defend Us in Battle, uh, written by Rose Ray and about the, the story about Michael Monsoor. And uh, again, pick it up uh, at uh, the local online bookstore near you.
0: <laughs> any final thoughts today, Rose? Uh, maybe any, any new books on the horizon that we should be watching for?
2: Um, my first final thought, just want to end with, you know, how grateful and inspired I am by Michael's family, George and Sally are who they are and and made this incredible son through their own sacrifice. So it takes a family, you guys. And secondly, how inspired I was by his seal brothers who absolutely loved him. And they will always feel that void in their life. Like what could they have done more? Right. So this just is a gift for all of them because I'm so inspired by them. And then as far as new books go, yeah, keep us in your prayers. Um, God's really touched my heart with his uh, miraculous handprint in nature. So I'll keep you guys posted, but it's pretty, pretty special. He's all around us and these kids just need to discover where they can tangibly feel and and, and touch his wondrous works.
0: I love that. I'm, I'm excited for that uh, because I, I have young children who love to touch things and go out in nature and just like, just. just love experiencing, uh, everything around them. So very excited for that. We'll have to have you on again when that one comes out. All right. Well, thank you so much, Rose. It's been really great to have you on. For our listeners, if you've missed any of this show, you can find the entire segment on our website, JP2, that's the number two, radio.com. Just look up the JP2 Morning Crew podcast under programming. You can also find today's show on YouTube. Steve, we're coming to an end. Any final thoughts that you'd like to share today?
1: No, I just want to thank you, Rose, for this conversation. Of course, you've been on with us on the, the JP2 Uh, pledge drives to in the past. So uh, wonderful to have you back and blessings on you and your family. And of course, a safe delivery for uh, child number seven. Do you know if it's a boy or a girl? It is
2: a girl. And we uh, she came to be a gift from God through our pilgrimage to our Blessed Mother. So she's very special. Very special gift.
1: How many boys and girls do you have right now? Then
2: Four boys and two girls. So this will be number three. So Uh, So our Blessed Mother is so funny. So here we go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What a great gift. And we also want to thank carsforbabies.org. carsforbabies.org for their support of JP2 Catholic Radio and the JP2 Morning Crew. Well, that's all for us today. Up next, we have more great programming. So keep it right here on the JP2 Catholic Radio Network. And we'll see you next week. God bless.